Gonzaga Nation with myself, Dan Dickow, as well as co-host Adam Morrison, the Gonzaga legend with the jersey and the rafters, hits big shots left and right. You know him. You listen to him on the radio. You might listen to me on the TV as well. We're talking a quick recap of the Alabama Merrimack games in the last week or so, and then going to preview the matchup against Texas Tech, which is starting to look like a bigger and better game than maybe a lot of people thought early on when the schedule came out. But Adam, I want to quickly talk about that Alabama game of Alabama game first. I know you were calling it courtside. I was watching it on TV. What did you see that day? Well, I think it was a better uh, team than, uh, you know, our fans gave respect for at, at the beginning. Um, the atmosphere was fantastic, obviously, going back and doing uh, the battle in Seattle. It was been seven years since we've recapped that series. Um, so that part was really exciting. Um, you know, there was moments in the game where I thought that our guys, um, you know, handled their pressure really well and handled their physical guard play and their outside shooting. But then there was moments where, um, you know, we had some lapses defensively, um, especially in the first half with that uh, point guard. I think it was Shackleford, and he just went off. And um, it was a team that shot 33s a game, and I think they got up 32, and I think it was 14 or 15 they made on the night. So that aspect of it was a little bit disappointing scouting report-wise from the guy's standpoint of not uh, locating shooters. But we get down 15, climb our way all the way back. So I was really uh, – impressed with how the guys handled that situation and look it was a as a team to you know pick to win the sec so it was a good basketball team and uh they just had a really good day so hopefully our guys can learn from uh learn from it and uh you know move on you know one of the things that i think is going to be a lot of fun for me and you to to work on this project with is the ability to talk basketball in depth mm -hmm. and hopefully shed some light on, on some things to the people that listen to this and watch this show. You talk about scouting reports for Alabama. How mm -hmm. important are, is it to understand a scouting report? Because you've got to know player strengths and weaknesses, team tendencies. Yep. Talk a little bit about that before we move on to Texas tech. Well, I think, you know, when you go into a game like that, obviously you know, the coaching staff does an excellent job of delving into, like you said, player strengths, team tendencies. Um, but you got to be able to obviously take it on the floor on the fly. And it's one of those situations where if a guy gets hot, you know, as a team and as a player, you kind of have to shade towards him and maybe forget some of your normal gap rules uh, defensively or, you know, helping it from the weak side or what have you. So, you know, as a player, and you understand this, you have to be able to think on the fly and understand, um, you know, sometimes guys score 40% going right and then 60% going left. Or if he goes left off two dribbles, he pulls up. I mean, you've, you've been in those locker rooms where they provide that information. So you got to be able to absorb it and then apply it to the floor on the fly. And I thought for the most part they did that. But like I said, there was, you know, a couple – two, three, four minute lapses there in the first half where they just um, were late on closeouts or in transition. They didn't fan out to guards for wide open threes and it really hurt them. Yeah, I was at uh, practice uh, right after that Alabama game and I talked to Coach Few for a bit and and he shared to, with me like, look, we are getting better, but we're still to the point where a lot of our guys – because of the youth, and he didn't say because of the youth, but I, I, I gathered that from the mm -hmm. conversation is like, look, you take a scouting report and we tell you, you got to be there. 
you got to be there. It's not two feet away when a guy gets going. It's in his space. How important is the ability to actually finalize and fully finish that scouting report and and accomplishment? Well, if you don't, then you you see the end result, right? And, and, you know, obviously, like I said, Alabama was a great team and they were a great shooting team. They shot threes in volume. So that was not a, a surprise going into the game. But if you allow a team to get in a rhythm like that, that shoots them in volume, can shoot them early in the clock, that may seem like a bad shot. They can get hot and get rolling, and they jumped out to a 15-point lead, mostly because of the free-throw line – or the three-point line, excuse me. And so, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you can still be a young player, and these guys have have been great gelling this year because it's mostly new faces. But that was probably Coach Few's message after that game, like, hey, guys, if we're going to work our tails off as a coaching staff and put together scouting reports for you – you have to absorb them and you have to apply them on the floor. If you do what we tell you and it doesn't work, we'll wear it. And I think, um, like I said, there were just a couple lapses um, where they just left guys wide open from the three-point line. But like I said, down 15 at halftime, they could have folded, uh, packed their tents and gone home. Um, but they came all the way back and it made it a very good, uh, fun, exciting basketball game. So I was proud in that aspect. Last question before I go to Texas Tech. How serious did you take the scouting report, knowing that you probably were going to outscore the guy that you were matched up with? Uh, they always put me on the worst guy. So I always had the guy that was like a ball swing guy. So my scouting reports were usually uh, a, a little less uh, hard to remember uh, defensively. Um, I was always worried about, I guess, the offensive side out of are they going to box in one or, or face guard if they do what the counters are and stuff like that. But yeah. I was guarding the guy averaging five points and was ball swinging and probably guarding me on the other end. So my, my, yeah. my job was a little bit easier. Yeah. Coach few has made comments. The the three worst defenders maybe in the history of the program, you, me and Derek Ravio. Yeah. I mean, it, he's not wrong. I, I'd like, and I, I really like to, to counter coach few a lot. It's one of my favorite things to do in life, but uh, <laughs> I got to take the, take that one on the chin and, yeah, I couldn't guard a dead dog. Everybody knows that. Uh, Bill Greer got got his gray hair from me at an early age in his life as an assistant coach with his, the defensive coach. Um, he's 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 always chew me out and I'll be like, well, all right, whatever. Yeah, at the end of the day, if if in your matchup you've got one more point or one you more assist the, you in your it. matchup, you're you're in the in the winning tally, right? Exactly. Plus minus. Yeah. So let's let's look at Texas Tech when this. Schedule was built. Everyone was focused on UCLA, Duke. Yep. I I agree with you with Alabama. I've liked the program. I think Nate Oates is a tremendous coach. It's hard to yes. believe he was a high school head coach nine years ago, and now he's leading an SEC power. Um, but Texas Tech was kind of overlooked, but now they're ranked in the top 25. They've got the second best defense in the country per analytics, which I don't always buy, but you also have you have to at least take a look at it. Yeah. What do you see with this matchup uh, being that now it's another chance for Gonzaga to beat a ranked opponent before conference play starts? Well, it, it, it ended up being a, a good thing, obviously, that they've kind of rallied um, to get into the top 25. and could be a really good win for us if we take care of business. It, it's going to add, uh, you know, a little less sting to that Duke game and Alabama game uh, for the resume down the road. It's a tough-minded defensive team, like you said. They're going to 
Um, they have big physical guards to like to push you away from the middle and then challenge at the rim. They switch everything from what I've seen um, defensively. So you're going to have to really get through, you know, your second or third actions, or you're going to have to hit slips on screens or screen your own guy, things of that nature. Um, but it's similar physicality to what Alabama looked like, especially on the perimeter. Um, so it's going to be an interesting matchup, but uh, you're exactly right. Like, I don't think everybody was looking at this game as a, you know, potential resume booster, not that they're bad, you know what I'm saying? But like, Hey, this is actually, if we can go out and take care of business, this is a great win for us and the, you know, for the, for down the road and, and um, going to March. And then obviously there's a kind of a get back game because uh, last time we played them in the lead eight, we lost. Yeah, they were a tremendous program under Chris Beard, who now yep. left for Texas. Coach Adams takes over. They're doing a lot of the same things defensively you touched on. No middle. You as an offensive player, how would you attack a switching defense in a no middle defense? Well, when they – when everybody – they call it – we've always called it ice. You've probably heard that. They ice the ball screen. So they send everything down away from the middle, like you said, and then they pre-rotate. Um, and then it forces you – um, to take, you know, sometimes tough contested twos that look like good shots from 12 to 14 feet, especially if you refuse the screen. Um, so you have to get away from that temptation. And then you have to swing the basketball on the backside because, like I said, they pre-rotate um, with a guy down on the box against the screen roll. So if we're running like our bulldog actions, side screen roll action, um, you know, you have to be able to rotate it to multiple sides. And then, again, switching um, – a lot of times what I've been told and taught, and you probably understood this, is sometimes you have to screen your own guy. And what I mean by that is even if he's on the high side, you know they're going to switch. You come in and just kind of screen your own guy so your offensive player can come off of that screen um, with some space. You know, But obviously I think um, if they switch that much, Coach Few and the staff is going to get into some sort of action where they get a switch with a matchup they prefer on Drew Timmy, then go inside and see if they can get a, a mismatch. But I'll be interested, too, to see if they double-team inside. That's always the biggest thing I look for early in games is how they're going to guard Drew Timmy. They're going to double-team, they're going to front. Like Tarleton State fronted, that was really tough for us to handle. Um, so it, it'll be interesting defensively how we handle their, uh, you know, kind of switching and, and gambling type of defense. This Texas Tech game is on CBS. It's crazy to think that Gonzaga now has CBS games in the regular season as the headliner. I believe you guys had a CBS game. It might have been the battle in Seattle against Oklahoma State where it was a national so. headliner. Um, when I was at Gonzaga, we were just finally starting to get some ESPN games, and it was an exciting time for us. What is the approach for – a college student athlete playing in a national television game on CBS? Because to me, a CBS game on a Saturday primetime is different than an ESPN late Monday night game. Yeah, I think you just have to kind of go through your own routine uh, the same way. And, and, you know, I think you have to forget that it's, uh, it's such a national uh, primetime game, I guess. Um, I never really thought about that stuff, but Obviously, it's in the back of your mind a little bit that you want to be successful that you're on television, um, especially, uh, like you said, in a prime slot, especially on a Saturday. Um, but I think you just have to go through your routine and play your normal game. I know that's kind of a boring, cliche answer, but you can't put too much pressure on yourself and you can't uh, overthink it, I guess. 
Well, Mo, I always love chopping it up with you, talking about the X's and O's, the breakdown of different things. This is going to be a fun journey talking about in-depth ideas, concepts, philosophies that Gonzaga goes through throughout the course of the year. Uh, you're going to have some pre- and post-game observations throughout the rest yep. of the season. Um, looking forward to the rest of this journey. So thanks for joining, and uh, we'll be in touch very soon. Yeah, of course. Appreciate it.